And welcome in everyone to another episode of Inside Arcs. I am joined today by Mr. Tommy Reynolds and Alex Simkowski. Tommy, how you doing? Second time on the podcast. How'd you feel coming off the last one? It's great to be back, per usual. Uh, it was a fun time uh, last time I was on here, so hoping to have that same experience. And Alex, first time gracing the podcast this year. How are we doing? So many people are going to question why I'm on here, but <laughs> I'm here. He's here, and he's ready to go. Uh, we have a stacked podcast to go through we've got arcs ignition which ran tonight and we'll review that and then we will preview sns at bristol as well as the a squared competition heading out to the banks of las vegas and then we will drop into our green yellow red section they starting out here we had a very interesting time out at las vegas in our arcs ignition series uh we're gonna pull up our results now as you see them on your screen for the podcast viewers um a great race overall had cautions a lot of cautions early on kind of caught the bug and then we ran the last 40 45 laps under green flag conditions uh, we'll go through the lineup here first. Uh, Noah Belleville comes in first race of the season and grabs the win over Tommy Reynolds, a bandit racing 1-2 in the Ignition Series. Alfie Sharon Jr. grabs the last podium spot with third. Zach McBride, Aaron Conover finish out your top five. Uh, newcomer Dale Markowski grabs a top ten in seventh. Nicholas Fisher uh, being led on presidential racing, grabbed a top 10 as well, finishing ninth. And the story and the conversation surrounding one driver through the back part of the race was Aiden Norman, who comes in 10th. And we will get to that with uh, our two guests here today. Um, Tommy, we'll start with you. You finished second and kind of walk us through the progression of your, your thoughts throughout the race. It was a uh, rough start, to uh, say the least. I had started uh, around mid-pack with uh, not the greatest qualifying attempt in the world. And uh, through uh, my idea through the first segment there was kind of just ride it out, save some tires, and see if we can get to a green. But that was far from it. So we kind of had a, I altered my plan there. So every, after every caution, I was just digging and just trying to get as hard as I could through the field. And as soon as we hit that stage break, it, it almost seemed to flip a switch for everybody. And we almost went green to the, from there to the end. So, uh, yeah, I, we got to the last 20 laps or so pit stop started and I had pitted a lap just after, uh, Noah Belleville. And I thought the tires would work to my advantage. They did towards the end. And, I, I, man, you always wish you had one of those one or two extra laps towards the end just to get that guy in front of you. So it was a close finish, though. Three tenths just separating us. Now, you, you guys are teammates in that in that bandit racing category. Was it a plan to have one pit one lap before and the next one pit after? Or was that kind of just on, the, on your own when your pit strategies uh, came to play? 
we hadn't really discussed pit strategy because we had thought there was going to be another caution. So we were kind of just winging it, going by how much fuel we each other had. So I had just gone, and when I thought I should have pitted, I wanted to stay out later than everybody else, but I saw that everybody was coming in behind me. So I was like, all right, I guess I'll just have to follow it down. And then I had a slower entry than uh, I think Belleville did, but, um, yeah, that was about it. I got you. So Belleville comes away with the victory. Reynolds in second, Sharon Jr. in third. A great race uh, through the back half, but we had some controversy on the last restart before the long green flag run, and it has sparked debate throughout our ignition chats and with multiple drivers and it and it and it surrounded the restart on lap 60 with Aiden Norman he was starting around the 14th position and I'll let I'll let Tommy kind of walk through once once uh we kind of delve into it but basically he was questioned and and brought brought forth by race control from my perspective I was doing eye in the sky race control and the way restarts are run in arcs for the for the series was just like in real life NASCAR, you hold your lane until the start finish line, unless avoiding a wrecking incident in front, uh, which wasn't the cause here. In that he Aiden Norman jumped the restart on the outside of Dale Markowski and passed before the start finish line and was reprimanded for it. And so the question was, is like, well, is it, what's what's the ruling? You know, where where do we go from there? And Tommy, I'll I'll bring you in on, on this before we get to Alex's outside perspective because he wasn't able to see it, so he'll get fresh fresh view on it. Walk us through that restart. I know you and Belleville were one two at that point, and, and kind of what was going on in in the atmosphere of, of that time of the race. Um, well, my goal at that point was kind of just, I, I wasn't full time. So my goal was to try and push Belleville out there and time the restart so I could push him out and keep him clear and then kind of defend from behind, be almost a rear gunner. And, uh, we had called out the restarts and we just knew we were trying to get in front of everybody else. Gotcha. And, and now you were in chat bandit racing had who all was in the bandit racing chat at that time. It was uh, me, Belleville, Aiden Norman, and uh, Tristrand. Gotcha. So you, you're trying to time out the, those leaders, you know, y'all being the leaders to get, give your team the best opportunity forward. Now, in, in ARCs, and this comes from the race control directive up above, is, is we're watching for clean restarts, both off choose cone, making sure that's done correctly. And we had a couple instances where we had uh, EOL, uh, end of line penalty some of the drivers but then also on restarts just making sure it's clean and safe that we, we can get back to green flag action and what from my perspective up in the booth watching uh, watching over the race and everyone can go and watch off of uh the youtube channel raggy productions the ignition broadcast is there from race control perspective and we we kind of walk over that but from my point of view i'm watching and i can hear when the green flag is has been thrown i can also see when the leader launches so that we know that the right person has you know led the race or is leading the race out i can't hear team chats but i can see what's going on 
And as soon as I saw the leader launch, I see Aiden jump out of line, or already out of line, and passing Markowski, and he completes the pass before the start-finish line, which warranted the black flag. Now, it came to where it's not a written-down rule in our rule books, but we do follow NASCAR restart um, formations and guidelines. Uh, Alex, when when you hear about all this going on, what what what's your thoughts towards how restarts are should be performed versus how they are managed by race control? I mean, as far as that goes, you got to look at it from a couple of different aspects, right? So, <clears throat> iRacing officials, you can do that. You can get away with that as long as you're passing on the right. There's no issue, no harm, no foul. Now, within league racing, if you've got anything set up in in rules, iRacing won't black flag you, you know, itself, right? So you add that with the fact that they're in a team chat. Um, I, I don't know. Maybe Aiden just had some snick drift. Could have been possible, right? It's a, it's a joke, Aiden, for, your, for when you're listening to this. But it... If you don't want anybody to pass you on the right, hug the wall. If you're looking, you know, I, I didn't watch the race, so I don't know what happened. I don't know, you know, how many laps to go when this unfolded. Um, you know, but if you don't want somebody to pass you on a restart, you know, especially in iRacing officials, you're going to hug that wall yeah, because they can't pass you before that line. So, you know, what, what are you going to do? And I get it. You know, they were in the same team chat and everything. And, and I've got no disrespect for, for anybody in that team, uh, except for Tommy. He's kind of, yeah, he's okay. But, <laughs> you know, I mean, when it all comes down to, it, we all want to do one thing, right? We want to win. We want to do whatever we got to do to, to be the best that we're going to do. And Aiden, don't, don't jump out of line anymore though. When, when fair and square. Yep. And it, it wasn't so much that, okay, the move is technically illegal in iRacing officials, illegal in the ARCS racing series in that you cannot pass before the start-finish line. Where issues became prevalent was, or in conversation was, should, should an admin be able to clear their own flag for a discretion? And, and Alex, you're, you're not in, you weren't in the admin or in the, in the chat. What do you think from an admin perspective when it comes to clearing own black flags, whether warranted or unwarranted? I mean, a hundred percent, you can't do that. And possible. I mean, do you, do you want to reprimand him for it because of doing it? If it was multiple times in the race, which that's what I heard happened. Um, I mean, it's not, not my pig, not my farm, really. Uh, obviously, I'm not in the ignition series, but it's it doesn't look good, in my opinion, you know, um, for someone to keep doing that and then complain, you know, especially if you have a race control. Race control is above and beyond what, you know, anybody else in the field is, is helping race control do and, and, and moderate throughout a race. So, for anybody, regardless of the person, to want to sit down and go, you know what, I don't agree with that, or uh, you know what, I, it, what's the difference at that point to me racing and 
Tommy's beating me by three seconds and, and I'm an admin and I give him a black flag because of whatever stupid reason I want to think of. It, it, it's race manipulation at that point in my mind. Yeah, and above all, it, came, it did not affect, I believe, the finish of the race by and large. Tommy and Noah ran away with it through the pit strategy. We went green to the end, and, and they had the better pit strategy uh, throughout eight and obviously finished 10th um, in that. And so it, it sparked the conversation, and it, it was handled well through both admin and through driver. Uh, I, I, Tommy, I want you to take it and pull it back from what Ignition's purpose is is that we're trying you're trying to develop and get noticed to join the top rank division of A squared when you see what went on tonight and how everything was handled what kind of message would you send to the developing drivers the new drivers the drivers that want to get noticed what kind of message would you send to them about what A squared the what is looked for when it become when you become an A squared full-time driver for what those owners are looking for this is going to be pretty ironic coming from me, but, I mean, it's patience. If you had enough patience tonight, you would have made it through the breakfast of the first segment or so. I mean, it was pretty, I don't want to say atrocious, but it was pretty scary to see how some people were driving out there. And all it took was some patience to get through. I mean, it's... It, I mean, it could have been like lap five and guys were hanging on your quarter panel for no reason. You got another 95 laps to go. So, it, I mean, patience is the name of the game, even in A squared. So you just got to relax and just take it one lap at a time. Yep, patience is a virtue and consistency is key. Is It's kind of been the key phrases that have come through uh, both owners and drivers from the A squared division uh, and I think you can kind of start seeing some of those uh, pop their heads out. I think you give notice to Dale Markowski and Nick Fisher in this race uh, here today. Dale grabs a seventh place finish and Nick Fisher a ninth. And you look at uh, total incident points. Uh, Nick Fisher had one incident point and Dale had eight, which is just two contacts with a car. Both come away with top tens, but both names that are not normally spoken around those uh, top ten circles. Alex, I know you hadn't been a part of any ignition races, but you are full-time over an A squared. When you're looking at your teammates and possible future teammates you know, in coming from the ignition side, you know, what are you looking for from a team perspective when you're like, hey, I need my teammate to help me here or, or – um, move this way or act this way so that the team dynamic has a very good positive effort. What are the things that you're kind of looking for? I mean, when it comes down to it, I guess it depends on, you know, what, what type of racing we're doing, you know, so from super speedway to short track to road course or anything. And even within all those spectrums of, of thought, you're, you're looking at, all right, what do I want to do? You know, when do I want to pit? What, do, what, what tires do I want to take? Do I want to take tires at all? You know, whatever. Um, for me personally, I would rather look at knowledge, you know, people that are able to put in the practice time. And, and you know, with me, obviously, I, I pretty much show up to race, and that's it with my work schedule. So it's nice to hear from my teammates on any, any laps that have been turned. I understand 
kind of what the car car does, you know, what what tire fall off there is, and you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, looking at people wanting to move up through the ranks. Uh, I'm not the the happiest person, as everyone knows. So I just just be blunt with it, and you know, I mean. I know everyone wants to get to A squared and and wants to 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 run with us on Sunday night and it's a lot of fun and Carmen does a great job with the broadcast as well that just adds to it so I know everybody's looking to kind of feed into it right they want they want to get into uh, the A squared sector if you will. Um, I'm now rambling, and I have no idea what the fuck I was going with. So, <laughs> oh, good. I, I think I think above all, you're 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 looking for that teammate that is not is going to be a help to you, whether because you oh, had lack oh, of pra- yeah. practice time, but not also a detriment to the total totality of the team when you put four drivers' points together and one driver is is losing points because of actions on track or off track. I, does does that kind of key in when it when it comes to that team dynamic that has been introduced in A squared? Well, yeah, I mean, obviously it's different than than last year. You know, we we didn't have this this whole team situation last year. Um, obviously, Tommy was on my team last year, but we had about eighteen other people with us, so not quite the same thing, right? This year, it's it's, it's a little more competitive in that sense of, you know, you you've got your your full time and part-time driver and everyone's kind of working together. Um, you know, so it, it's a different dynamic for sure. And, and like I said, you know, with me not being able to be home, it's nice to be in our team chat throughout the week and people saying, you know, Hey, try, try adjusting this and doing this. And, and this is what I found and being able to get home and run the car straight and then just, go from that so for me personally I, I want someone that's going to want to put in the time you know and and hopefully uh within the next year i'll be able to be one of those people as well and, and not be on the road as much but until that happens that's what i would be looking for right now tommy tommy would be a horrible help he he barely <laughs> turns left I, I mean yeah he's not he's not even trying yeah tommy coming over over to you for you know when you're looking at your teammates and how things run and, and looking at what arcs ignition is doing, you know, if you put yourself in an owner's mindset, when, when you watch the ignition race today and everything from on track and off track, you know, what are you, are, are you taking away anything or, or what are you looking at when you're like, okay, maybe I could recruit that guy or girl for my team. Yeah, this is ironic coming from me, but you have to look at off-track activities, like what happened tonight. I mean, it's it's interesting to look at when you're picking the driver because, I mean, it can lose you points. It happens all the time. So, um, I mean, when you when you look for a driver and with this kind of playoff system or with how the points currently work, you want somebody consistent, somebody who's going to run in the top ten. Uh Maybe not the whole race, but you can just survive to the end of the race and get those couple stage points and those, what, 30-something points at the end of the race. Yep, consistency continues to be the word that pops up. So, Arcs Ignition finishes off. Belleville takes the win. Reynolds in second. 1-2 for Bandit Racing. A great 
showing there. We'll get points to you next episode as they are still being tabulated. I don't believe any penalties are coming down the line uh, for anyone, but I know there are some hardline rules being restated, and so look out for more of that coming down the podcast. Uh, We'll get you updated on all that uh, when it comes forward. But we're going to move into our previews section as we are getting ready to send the trucks of SNS out to Bristol Motor Speedway, the last great coliseum on the NASCAR circuit. And trucks have had a very good uh, turnout this year, and I think Bristol is going to be no different. And we've had great races. But you're caught inside the confines of Bristol Motor Speedway, a half-mile high bank, fast speeds, a lot can go wrong in a short amount of time. Alex, when we talk about SNS and the trucks at Bristol, what what comes to your mind immediately? I wish I was home. <laughs> <laughs> um, the only thing, and I'm going to stick to this because it will probably never happen again, is the first iRacing season for trucks. I actually won. Don't ask me how. Couldn't tell you. But, so, even with that happening, it, trucks kind of hold a, a dear place in my heart just because of that. I was new to iRacing and new to ARC and, and came out and won the championship the first season they had. So, anytime I do get to run with them on Saturday nights, it's fun. Uh, Bristol is a super fun track. Uh, you got a little bit of strategy, and, I mean, like you said, it's, it's just it's fast. Um, uh, I will attempt to tune in tomorrow night but no promises uh minnesota is where i'm at right now and lots of fun in st cloud so (laughs) yeah i'll probably tune in but uh no i mean everybody in arc you know and and especially you know showing up on uh, saturday nights for for trucks everyone just i feel like saturday night turns into the, the the fun good time you know everyone wants to just kind of end their week, run, run trucks. And, and, you know, in, in the couple of races I've done here and there while I've been home, I've, I haven't had any issues, you know, and everyone's just having fun with it. So Bristol is going to be interesting to see. Uh, I don't know where the points are right now with them so far. Uh, I'll be honest. So yeah, and, regardless. And, yeah. Picking up off that, you know, the points are on your screen now. And as, as they stand currently, Aiden Norman has a five-point lead over Joshua Gaiman. Both each have a win to their name, uh, 182 to 177. Lilac Zier is in third. Seth Wansing in fourth. Donald Ray in fifth for your point standings. Uh, early in the season, you know, but still rocking and rolling. I think SNS is actually, let's see, they've got five or six more races coming up after Bristol. So we're reaching midway in the Saturday night showdown season five. Um, Tommy, you take a look at uh, the points and everything. Um, any surprises or is it kind of like, okay, we're, we're kind of seeing who's going to be fighting for this thing at the end. Uh, with the way things are shaking out right now, it's not really surprising. I mean, there's a couple guys up there, uh, Lilac Zier and, uh, Try strand, but I mean, there. I mean, it's not really surprising. In Norman's extremely quick. Joshua Gaiman extremely quick. Seth Monson extremely quick. So, I mean, 
it's really not surprising to see any of these guys up there. All household names at this point of either the Cup Series or even the uh, Ignition Series. And who would you uh, take as your favorite going into Bristol? I mean, I honestly, I'm not sure with how chaotic Bristol is. I mean, it can go anyway, but uh, Toby Estes always finds a way around these short tracks, so I'm going to have to pick him. There you go, Toby Estes' pick from Tommy Reynolds. Alex, do you have a, a pick, if, if one off the top of your head, for a Bristol win in the trucks? I mean, I'll go with peanut butter as well. Why not? Um, <laughs> anything is possible at Bristol. You know, any any short track running, anything is possible, you know, with, with any of those guys. Seth, Seth's a good friend as well. You know, and and I know he's he's been grinding hard lately. You can see it in, in A squared too. He's 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 showing his dominance and gotten a lot better over the last year. So I wouldn't put put you know, put him out either. Yeah. Um, but short track racing is short track racing. This is very true and bumpers will be used. We'll see if we get some long green flag runs. My hope is that long green flag run and green flag pit stops for SNS here. Uh, maybe shooting for the moon on that one, but that would be awesome to see, to see how they are able to control the dual pit road actions um, of a Bristol Motor Speedway. SNS at Bristol, Saturday night. Rick James TV, your broadcaster, or sorry, no. Sorry, Carmen Hardy, your broadcaster on Arrow Broadcast Networks for SNS. That'll lead us up to our top division, A squared out at Las Vegas. Pulling up here, we're going to start with our teams. We're going to work from big to small here, and our team standings currently hold as Btron with 304 points, Prophecy in second, very quiet around along with line power. A quiet second and third. Sunday Money's owned by Seth Wansing, holds the fourth spot with Presidential Bandit and Black Acid coming up behind them. Uh, Tommy, we'll start here in the team's uh, division. When you look at Las Vegas, what can a team do to maximize their points this week? Uh I mean, with these mile and a half, it's about consistency. So I think clock and laps will help every team. But um, knowledge with the small adjustments you can make with the setup um, and tire strategy and stuff like that. So uh, in the long run, it ends up being what makes the team uh, different from all the others. It helps uh, with your long run pace. It helps getting into your box faster. But like just different brake adjustments and sizes. It helps just with tiny stuff like that. So, I mean, I don't know. It it comes down to just clocking laps really at these mile and a half. Yeah, Alex, you are a part of Line Power, and uh, when you look at your team holding third place, about uh, just under seventy points back of the leader, which can very quickly turn the tables uh, with how the point structure is. You know, what what's Line Power's look? Uh, through the first two races and going into Las Vegas this week. I'm grabbing my head right now. Um, so, I mean, as far as it goes this weekend, obviously I, I will not be in attendance since I'm on the road for work. So that'll kind of hurt us a little bit on team points um, through the first two weeks. 
uh, Lurkin and I had our strategies and cautions, Brad cautions, and that kind of kind of put that damper in it. Um, I have full faith in the team, though, that you know we, we're going to come out strong. I don't think anyone thought necessarily that we were going to be something to to look at and sitting third right now in points as a team isn't isn't horrible at all. Um, you know, and again, like I said, I won't be here or, you know, on Sunday I won't be able to race, but um, I will be with the team, at least in their ear and watching and, and helping as much as I can. And, I mean, we just, I, I know we're capable of getting a win. I know we're capable of, of being up top five for sure. Um, so we'll we'll see what happens. Will you be will you be taking drop points for this week just to keep your team accruing? And I know is your is your part time driver running this week as well? Uh, I'm not sure if Richie is or is not. Uh, I know he ran Daytona. I think everyone pretty much ran Daytona, but I'm not sure if Richie will be running or not. Um, hopefully, that's probably something to bring up in the team chat. <laughs> so <laughs> hopefully he will. Um, you know, and, and for me, you know, I'm, I'm basically, I'll, I'll be able to run two races in a row and then miss one. And that's going to be it until anything changes with work. So if Richie can at least try, uh, to, to make those, those part-time runs while I'm gone until those are used up, that would help. Uh, but I, I think we've got a good team, um, I, I will say Lurkin made me buy a, a Toyota and, <laughs> It's not something I would normally buy. So, yeah. well, you're starting to see. Love you, Lurkin. Yeah, you're starting to see how these owners are going to have to start thinking. With you know, sometimes a driver can't make a race. Take Alex's situation. If he can't make it this week, well, you get four drivers for your team points. So, can their part-time driver sneak in, grab some good points, cover up Alex, and then Alex doesn't have to use his drop around, uh, drop around points for his team. He can hold on to those for a quick second, but. Definitely a lot to think about for the owners, and you know, math is going to have to become a big part in working those systems to make sure these teams are headed in the right direction because we've got a 12-race set here before lineups get unlocked and possibly shifted, and we're going to head over to our just pure driving or driver standings, and you see Joshua Gaiman currently holds the lead uh, at 101 points, and you have your two... Race winners uh, already locked into the playoffs, and we'll continue to update that as we get deeper into this season. But Gaiman in first, Wansing, Purnell, Wright, Painter, your top five in points. Uh, you look at last week and, and what Austin Purnell did and hit what he's doing in Arcs Extreme and dominating that. Tommy, you look at what Purnell has done over the last couple weeks to – grab you know third currently in the standings you know what what's your thoughts behind his rookie performance so far uh it's it's one hell of a rookie performance i'll say that much um what he did at auto club was uh amazing he was up there almost the entire race i mean it's something everybody wants to do he was bounced around from like first to fifth almost the entire race so um I don't remember where he finished at Daytona off the top of my head, but, um, yeah, I mean, even, Daytona doesn't matter in the long run. It's nice to get the win and be in the top five, but it's, 
nothing compared to being able to run the top five the rest of the season like he's been able to do. I mean, he's it's incredible. Yeah, he has uh, put a good foot forward as a rookie here in A squared, and he's obviously dominating down at Arcs Extreme on the short track package. So look out for him, especially we go to Phoenix next week. Could be a show for Austin Purnell, but the mile and a half at Vegas comes up next. We're going to give you a look at the rookie standings real quick. And there you see Purnell holds a one point advantage over David Wright uh, in Prophecy Motorsports. Uh, so Purnell holds a early lead there and our total draft setup or total, all the teams currently ranked out. Uh, Alex, we hadn't really gotten a chance to talk to you on the podcast of an overall outlook on the A-squared season. When you look at the teams from the A-squared perspective, obviously Beatron's out to a great start. Is that what was expected, you think? Or are some teams lurking in the background and just hadn't gotten their footing yet? Well, I mean, Jack Mulkey is a hack. I just wanted to say that first and foremost. <laughs> no, I mean, you knew Jeremy going pick one was going to go with Gaiman. And you teamed those two guys up. I mean, just look at it. doesn't matter whether it was A squared. It doesn't anything in arc set that we run. Those two guys are typically going to be at the top or at least very, very much in contention, uh, you know, with anything. So, I think that every team thought, hey, yeah, Beatron's going to be something to look at. Um, we're, we're we're way too early on. Talk to me 15 races in, and, and we'll see what, where we're at then. Because yeah. anything, anything can happen, right? So uh, I think people are starting to get into their grooves. You know, everyone's got new te- teammates, and, and no one knows what – you know, what, what to expect or, or what's going to come, um, you know, and, and we split it up from what everyone's been used to since moving to the iRacing platform within ARC and the fact that, like I said, I mean, look at last year, you know, Team Sideswipe, everyone loved us so much, right, Tommy? So, <laughs> but we had literally like 18 people in Sideswipe. Um that dynamic has changed this year. You know, you don't have that anymore, which I'm, I'm totally for. I, I do. I like that. It's a little more realistic, you know, and now teams have their strategies. They, they've got their, their people. You might have friends out there. You know, if I, if I saw Tommy and a super speedway, I would probably be like, I, right, if it's not 10 to go, he's probably going to work with me if we're stranded. Right. So, I mean, it, it brings more realism into what we're doing. And thus doing that brings on a better show for anybody watching our stream. And, and that, that counts, too. So, again, let's talk in 15 races, 20 races. Let's see what happens. I might not be, I might not be home that much. All I got to do is get a win. And then I'll see you at the end of the year, Tommy. Now, you talk about, you know, we'll see in 15 races or 20 races, the 12-race free agency cut where owners can make roster and lineup changes. Alex, we we hadn't got your perspective on this. Does that creep into your brain 
early in the season, or is it kind of I'll wait till week nine or ten to have to worry about that, or you know I just don't worry about it and I just go out and do, and do my thing on the racetrack? Oh, I'm getting dumped easily. Don't worry about it. No, I'm just, <laughs> hopefully, Lurkin doesn't. Um, I don't even think about it. Doesn't doesn't phase me whatsoever. Um, you know, like I said earlier on. I mean, the first two races did not go the way we wanted. Lurkin and I were on the same strategies. Obviously, Lurkin is, is the team owner for me. And, um, you know, I, I, I thought Daytona we had a shot, but we had we used up our green-white checkers there that, that we ran out of fuel, both him and I at the same time. Oh, man. And, uh, and Fontana, uh, I, we, went, <laughs> we went green the first two stages, essentially, without issue. So we played that strategy, and then we just got breeded with cautions for, what, 15, 20 laps. Yeah. So it just kind of screwed up our, our whole mentality. And we'll see what happens. Uh, unfortunately, I think somewhere that I can at least potentially get a top five would be road course. And, of course, uh, the first road course we hit is when I'll be on the road for work. So I don't have the ability yeah. to race that one. But um, regardless, I mean, I'm, I'm not worried. I know Lurkin believes in me. Maybe. Lurkin, are you listening? <laughs> um, but at the same time, I mean, if, if he wants to make a move, you know, by that, that cutoff and wants to do something, I, I mean, I respect his decision on it. You know, I get work comes first this is this is all fun and games right yep at the end of the day and no i don't want to you know be out of a squared or or try to help lion power get something but uh got to respect his decision if it does happen so either way if it is going to happen i'll probably turn tommy reynolds <laughs> the last chance i get in a squared well, hopefully we don't have to get to that point and we see everyone, both Tommy and Alex, still holding their A-squared full-time roster spots. But it's definitely something that is on the horizon. Granted, we can't see that horizon yet. Early in the race, race number three coming up for A-squared. They head to Las Vegas this weekend. And we're going to find out you know, where the consistency lies as we begin to get into this main stretch of the season as the West Coast swing takes to Las Vegas and then Phoenix next week. Guys, we're going to jump into our next segment here. This is green, yellow, red. Uh, basically, what this section is, is I'm going to throw out a prompt or question, and you're going to either agree with it wholeheartedly and give me a green flag, kind of agree, and just be like, ah, we'll see what it's what it's all about with a yellow flag, or completely disagree and turn tail and head the other direction with a red flag. Uh, we're going to start in the real world. Uh, big breaking news out of out of the Cup Series in NASCAR. Chase Elliott has to go undergo surgery on his leg after a snowboarding accident in Colorado just a couple days ahead of the Las Vegas race. Tommy, green, yellow, red, drivers out uh having activities uh, that could be detriment to their full-time schedule? Um, 
I don't know. You could really go either way with this. I'm gonna say yellow because, I mean, it's tragic, but you have to look back at incidents like what happened with Michael Schumacher all those years ago. It almost the same kind of uh, incident. He, uh, I forgot what exactly happened, but uh, I believe he hit his head on some kind of rock while skiing, and um, yeah, I mean, it's it's tragic that things like this happen, but it's part of life. I mean, these accidents happen, so. I mean, you can't really limit them because there's risk with everything you do. So, I mean, I don't know. I, you can't, I feel like you can't limit them on everything, but there, I think there could be some cut off. Yeah. Uh, and Alex, I'll, I'll kind of switch it over to you. Josh Berry's going to replace Chase, at least for the Vegas race. Uh, green, yellow, red, Josh Berry finishes top 15 at Vegas in his first cup start with Hendrick Motorsports. Red. <laughs> <laughs> no faith in Josh Berry out of it. He won the Xfinity, <laughs> he, he won the Xfinity race for Vegas last year. You, you don't think he can replicate oh, at least a top that... 15? No. <laughs> okay, maybe. I, I don't think it's possible in racing, right? But... I was hoping I had that first question because I could actually have more relation to it because you act like I know who Josh Berry really is. Okay, well, I mean, but, you take take obviously with. I mean, with, regardless. Yeah. Regardless, I mean, I mean, you, you for anybody anybody coming up, anybody getting a seat. Hey, this kind of ties into what we just talked about within arc and ignition drivers coming up into a squared and stuff like that, right? Same concept. You you want to see somebody come up and do well. And I have I have nothing but but hope and and honor for anybody doing that except Aiden. Pause. Pause. There we go. Yeah. No, but. <laughs> I think Aiden um, just turned the stream off. Yeah, uh, he probably did. Um, no, I mean, you want to see anybody you know coming up do something and prove their point, regardless of the team they're on, because that doesn't mean the team that they're on now coming up is is the team that they're going to be on when they get to the cup level or uh, we can talk about IndyCar because that starts this weekend too. But as far as it goes with the chase thing though, and I do want to go back to your question with Tommy. Yeah. You just started your NASCAR season. You went snowboarding. Even if you know, and you're a great snowboarder, why would you go do that? Knowing that the risk versus reward even for fun, why would you do it? And now he's out. And, and how many weeks is he going to miss? Yeah, we don't know. So, <clears throat> that's my mindset with that. Why, why, why would you do that? Why, why would any sports – Matt, you play baseball. Would you go in season, do something that could potentially – hurt your arm and dampen your season no not not your answer is yeah. probably no yeah not when not when that much so, money is possibly on the line and that's the thing so so why why do it it's good questions i know they're going to be yeah. asked this weekend because you know chase is probably going to be in vegas watching along if the injury is not too severe but we did know, we were notified that he had to have surgery or is going to have to have surgery so Questions definitely will be asked. Uh, the answers, we'll, we'll find out. We'll probably have to 
rehash this back on the next Inside Arcs episode. Um, I'm going to bring this to both of you guys. We've got a full slate of racing. Obviously, Truck Series race was tonight. you got Xfinity tomorrow. But then there is a huge slate of real-world racing going on Sunday. You have F1 with their season opener uh, early Sunday. Then you have the IndyCar opener comes up then. And then out at Vegas, you have the cup race. I'm going to go green, yellow, red. And I want you to assign a flag to each of those series. Alex, I'll start with you. All right. Well, green is IndyCar. You already knew that. <laughs> We're going full force IndyCar. Uh, and as far as winner goes, you didn't ask this, but winner. Uh, I'm going to go Scotty. Let's go Scotty. Two okay. years in a row. Uh, yellow. We'll go. We'll go cup. Where you, uh, here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna give you Josh Berry as that winner. <laughs> Chase, good luck. Yeah. And obviously red is F1 because I am not into F1 whatsoever, and they can take their money and shove it. Yeah, okay. Uh, Tommy, o- o- over to you. You got the same type uh, list for green, yellow, red on the three series on Sunday. Man, he's killing me. I I. Green flag all the way for F1, man. Uh, based off, based <laughs> off, based what I've seen uh, off of preseason testing and the first couple practice sessions. I mean, you still don't know if guys are holding back or not. You don't know the true performance of everybody's car yet. And uh, seeing Alonzo at the top of the board, right next to Max Verstappen, just warms my heart. So uh, that'll go away real quick on Sunday, bud. <laughs> yeah, you wish. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think you already know my next answer. I, th- I think yellow flag will be uh, IndyCar. Um, St. Petersburg is, uh, I think that's where they're at. Um, isn't yep. the isn't the uh, my favorite track to watch? I mean, but um, yeah, red flag Vegas. I I mean, I can't remember that many great Vegas races over the years. Um, I remember an IndyCar race that was not that great. <laughs> <laughs> Well, but, Alex, yeah, I, I, not not too many memorable uh, Vegas races. Yeah, well, so that's it, I'm gonna put it, it sounds like this week is dominated by the open wheel category as F1 and IndyCar kick off this weekend. Cup in their third weekend at Las Vegas. Kyle Busch in his homeland, looking to continue his winning ways out of Auto Club. So we're gonna see what that happens. We're gonna bring it back into the sim world. And, you know, we talked about some of the, you know, issues and and things like that that have have popped up in races and and things like that. And, and Tommy, I'll I'll come to you first. When it it comes to a – I'll give you two scenarios or two different options here, and you can green, yellow, red each each one if you want. But on – when you're looking at the restart zone that – iRacing has implemented. Do you want to have that restart zone turned on or turned off when it comes to our league racing events, knowing like the stipulations that have now been put in to how to conduct yourself inside that restart zone? So green, yellow, red on the iRacing restart zone on or off? I'm going to say red flag still because... 
we saw even though the clash is a very strange racetrack i think it still shows some of the issues because the inside car uh is obviously moving faster because it's the shorter way around the racetrack so second has to go faster to catch up but you're limited to a certain amount of uh speed to the restart zone so it kind of screws over second place and second place can't get the same jump that first place gets so I feel like a um, like uh, eye in the sky restart zone would be okay. Uh, just like make sure the drivers are actually going in the restart zone. Right. But I feel like the iRacing one at the moment is still a little iffy. It, it needs some work. Yeah, and and Alex, I'll, I'll pass this over to you. I don't know if you've had uh, issues with the restart zone that they implemented or if if you haven't, but you know your your thoughts on that eye racing restart zone versus just using the eye in the sky type eyeball uh, green yellow red on that subject. Uh, indifferent because I've been too far back on any restarts to even know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> but I got you. <laughs> um, but no, I mean. To touch on the subject, though, regardless, everyone wants as much realism as as we can get, right? Right. That's, that's kind of our overall goal, and and what we hope that iRacing brings in, and they're trying to do their best and and everything. But Tuscone doesn't exist yet in iRacing, which would make A squared a lot easier. Yep. Um, you know, so it, it almost like even with that, it almost feels like Forza days. Oh, I did Forza before I did this for the Heat guys, same concept, you know, where you, you force yourself to make the rules that exist in real life, but there's no way to automatically just put to, those rules yeah. into effect. Yeah, to police it means so, you have so another, now, yeah. Exactly. So now you're looking at the, the fact that you need somebody, and if it's one, three, five, doesn't matter, if if one person is the eye in the sky at that point, any little thing that's an issue, anyone's going to go to that eye in the sky and, mm-hmm. and, and complain about that person. And that's not right because that's that's not how it works. You know, they're doing their best to do what, what they're supposed to do. And I understand iRacing screws that up because we're, we're doing something we shouldn't be doing. So... I mean, it it, it kind of is what it is at this point. I'm I'm hopeful that you know Irish thing is going to change some things, uh, not only on the cup side with two's going. That yeah. would be great. Um, with IndyCar with push push past, <laughs> yeah. um, which okay, fine. They're getting their IndyCar is getting their game, and they lost iRacing, but. They'll come back. Yeah. So once let, they when they got screwed up, we're talking about that that restart zone. Would an update to that to that restart zone, or at least restarts in its entirety, take the restart zone out of it, but restarts in their entirety, would it be better if iRacing found a way to update to where yes, you can pass on the right, but no, you cannot increase a position. You cannot beat the car in front of you on the right hand side before the start finish line. Or are they or implementing maybe just a lane following, which would probably throw some 
issues in because if you try to avoid a wreck, you're going to leave your lane. So maybe that pass to the right, but you cannot be ahead of that driver before the restart or before the start finish line. Do you think that kind of update would would help these type scenarios take it out of uh, a human hand and put it into an algorithm's hand? Alex, uh, to, to you. I mean, I mean, yeah. If, if you want to think about it, so I, I'm I'm gonna go with iRacing officials though still here, right? Because league races, I, I think for the most part, league races we kind of have the general sense of what we're doing, right? Yep. But iRacing officials, which people do get their bad habits or good habits from, if if you're not like like I said earlier in the podcast here. If you're not hugging that wall, I can sit there and shoot past you. Yep. Okay. And then we drop to IndyCar style. On ovals, obviously, there's no push to pass. So, actually, I just corrected myself before I said anything. <laughs> so, I'm going to say on, on road courses, there's no caution. And I was the official for IndyCar. But the concept is still there. You could you could push the pass and get, get around people if you wanted to. So... It's a game at the end of the day, and I just upset so many people. Yeah, yeah. But it's a game, and you're going to find the best way to play the game. And and even for all all, uh, all the people that are going to want to get butthurt about iRacing being a game, it's a game. It's no different than you playing NHL or MLB or – it doesn't matter. It's a game. You're going to find the ways that you can do your best, even if it's cheating, and succeed. Everyone's going to do that. And everyone does that in the real racing life as well. In real MLB. Matt, you know this. With the, the shift change for fielding, mm -hmm. they've already looked and found how can we adjust to this. Right. And I forgot what team it was. It doesn't matter. They moved an outfielder into the infield to adjust for that shift change. You're going to always find something you can do. Yeah. That's how people's minds work. You're going to always find that way. And someone's always going to be upset about it. So. This is true. I think. You can create a rule. Yeah. I, th I think when it's it... going to be a thing. When it comes down to the end all, and I think this is a conversation that is happening at the higher ups at, at ARCs, and you know we take it back to the issue with ignition and and those restarts uh, tonight. Um, when we get down to it, the rule, the whole rules are meant to be broken, or records are meant to be broken type type stuff. Yes, you know, and, and we're all pushing to find the best way to play our play our hand and race our cars or, or in whatever situation. Um, and, and then the admin's jobs and the owner's jobs are to find what is the most fair and equal and balanced way to go about um, each each race or each division or each series. And, and I think the admins have a really good control over or an and idea of, of how they want to proceed forward. And, and the great thing about ARCs and you know everything this family does is that it is a collective. It's not one person making a entire decision on you know you know that is so much of a veer from the path we're on so having those conversations and being a part of those conversations is great insight into the fact that this family is always 
working to to better its product whether it's on the racetrack or off the racetrack and and you know i applaud both tommy and alex you guys have been around for a long time in arcs you know even before i racing days and and i applaud ryan pinnell and the host of of his admins that handle each of these issues as they come forward to make sure the balance of power and the and the the fairness of the game in in places we can't control are very well received throughout the racing experience yes people will be upset at some points uh, and yes most of the group will agree at most points in that okay i can't exploit this pathway of the rule so now got to find a new way to to get around and for a lot of the drivers you know it, it's about the word that we've brought up a lot of times here is consistency and just finding okay once we get past the restart and handle that because that's usually where most problems occur where does my consistency lie and, and things like that and so as we finish up here on this inside arcs episode um if you have not had the chance and you want to you want to be a part of arcs the family on track or off track please go to racearcs.com and we will get you logged in and signed up with us to run either in ignition sns or on our monday and tuesday night extreme series as those are our open series currently and you can work your pathway to get an invite into tnt or drafted and signed by one of the a squared owners we're accepting all applications and tryouts are always going on when those applications come in so please apply there racearcs.com fill out your application send it in ryan pinnell and the admins will get you locked and loaded alex tommy it's been an absolute great episode we continue on here in the 2023 season any uh, last words uh towards the arcs family and those wanting to become family members uh tommy uh like ken said uh you can sign up at the website. We'd love to have you. We always love uh, have a new competition here. So uh, go ahead and sign up. And Alex, uh, welcome into the ARCS podcast studio for the first time. Uh, how was your first time? And any message for the, the family members out there? I'm too drunk to taste this chicken. <laughs> yeah, there you but, go. No, really. Uh, no. <laughs> it, it, <laughs> I had fun. And... Uh, Maybe maybe the next time we'll uh, we'll do a week when I'm at home and uh, I'm actually racing and watching and <laughs> have a little more insight on it. But no, I Matt, I, I appreciate everything you do with Arcs and, and with the podcast and Tommy, Tommy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we won the Daytona 24, buddy. That's that's what well, we there got. There you go. Yep. We are well into the 2023 season. We have entered March now, and it is an absolute barn burner of the month. There's things going on every week. And coming up on the next episode, you're going to see the review of Bristol and Vegas for SNS and A Squared, as well as some more preview going into our next big iRacing team event, which is the 12 Hours of Sebring. Just a few weeks away, teams are getting together. So, if you're interested in the endurance side, get on racearcs.com, throw that application, and Tommy Reynolds will help you out. He is our head over there. So without further ado, thank you, everyone, that has come and listened to us. Please like, share, subscribe. Get your family members involved. Come join us on the track. Until next time on Inside Arcs, we'll see you later.